Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What have I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you could be prepared for your tomorrow. Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course. What's going on, family? Good day, everybody. It's your man, Gerard Bonner of all things Bonnerfied, and welcome to On Course with Heart Ramsey. And we call these sessions, of course, Heart to Heart. It's your opportunity to hear from the heart of God by way of the man of God. And uh, he's here, ladies and gentlemen, the legendary <laughs> doctor, pastor, apostle, whatever title you want to put in front of him. He's the legendary Hart Ramsey. How are you, sir? I am good, man. And listen, it seems like we've been out for a long time, man. It's it like, does. It's yeah, weird. let's do this. <laughs> let's absolutely do this. So, yeah, we have been out for a little bit. And uh, in the time that we've been out, we both experienced birthdays. So again, happy birthday, sir. Thank awesome. you, man. Yeah. Thank it's been crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. So 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 I want to start asking with, with this two-part question. Uh firstly, what has been in your estimation in the last year since you just had a birthday recently? What is in your mind your greatest accomplishment? Ooh. And then what has been your greatest lesson? Hmm. So let me start with the accomplishment first. So right. this is what I would say about the, for, believe it or not, now, five years ago, I would not count this as an accomplishment, but it okay. is now. Um, it's surviving all the consistent twists and turns and spiritual attacks. Mm. Oh, I've experienced in the last, God, just, you know, my father passed away. Right. Uh, in July, on July the 6th. And just from there on, it just seemed like when my father died, it's like demons came out of everywhere. Wow. And, and there was a temptation to just say, you know what? You know, you've done well. Mm -hmm. uh, you you're good. You, you, I mean, you set, just chill. Yeah. And so, but I heard the word of the Lord um, to me, just drawing me closer, saying, man, pressing, there's more, not just more, but there's bigger. Mm. And I'm like, bigger? Yeah, there's bigger. And so, my, my greatest accomplishment was to stay with it and to actually um, escalate my prayer life. Ooh. So I'm going to talk about that some more later on, but just, just put a new proto uh, prayer protocol in place. Okay. Um, the greatest lesson is, and believe it or not, it's, it's a reiteration of a lesson that I knew, is to literally ignore ignorant people. Mm. And, and, it, and I know, and these don't sound like, and don't get me wrong, we've accomplished a lot of things in ministry and in business. And, you know, we purchased a house. I mean, we we had, you know, we got a, you know, and, and you can see, you know, we're in a different setting and, right. and transitioning. And a lot of good stuff has happened. The church that we plant, that we um, we took over is is doing well. But these personal lessons, one is, is, is to uh, uh, this, this accomplishment of just being ten uh, tenacious mm -hmm. and installing new sets of order, new protocol, and ignoring the voices that don't matter. Yes. I think that's the greatest lesson I've learned in the last several um, weeks, months, yeah. over the year. Yeah, no, th those are significant. And I ask that because, you know, you've accomplished a lot in life. And yeah. um, 
you know, oftentimes I think with all that we go through, we don't necessarily take the time to intentionally think about those kinds of things until we're asked or until we're prompted. You know what I mean? I didn't think about it till you just asked me. So. <laughs> this, is, this is what I'm saying. So so you mentioned and it's interesting, you mentioned that you ended up uh, instituting some new prayer protocols. Now, I yeah. think that's interesting because the people don't know you have a full book on prayer. That's yes. out there for people to be able to, to take advantage of. Um, so I'm intrigued. First, what would prompt you to need new prayer protocols? And um, then if you're comfortable, what would those prayer protocols be? Man, because I'm sure great, people are in those spaces. Great question. So so for me, the my new prayer protocol had to do with the fact that you, you always hear me talk about my time of wisdom. Yes. So my time of wisdom is part prayer, part meditation, or uh, part listening for what God is downloading to me. So that's, and it's normally, I would, my prayer uh, protocol is normally, uh, I mean, my old prayer protocol, my time of wisdom is twice a day in the morning and then in the evening. But with this one, because of the assignment and because the, the, of the level of attacks and um, the precision, God has given me a new appreciation for his presence. Mm. And so what the Lord has shown me is, um, See, we think of presence as we're worshiping or we're working or whatever we're doing. And then we have a, a, the presence of the Lord come. The traditional church, the presence of the Lord comes and we all fall out. We all. Right. But what the Lord showed me was that he wants to make it where when I spend time with him, I leave with a residue. Ooh. A residue. So I experience him in prayer. And when I leave, a part of his presence leaves with me. The Lord said, I will be in you and among you. Yeah, I'll be in you and among you. And so the, uh, and so my new prayer protocol is first thing in the morning. There's a, no alarm clock is when I wake up whatever time I wake up. And this morning, Gerardo was 347. Wow. And I said, surely the Lord does not want me to go pray at 347 in the morning. <laughs> right. so, but I lay there trying to go back to sleep and I couldn't. And the Lord was like, OK, so I got up. I came to the place where I meet him mm -hmm. and immediately I was in and I'm praying. And it's normally an hour to an hour and a half. And it's not intentional. There's just so much to pray through. I'm yeah. praying for my leaders. I'm praying for my church. I'm praying for my family. I'm praying for my wife. I'm praying for um, the properties that I own and property that I'm, I'm supposed to acquire. I'm praying for longevity. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm praying against just the, uh, so much to talk to God about. Yeah. And what I found with this is in doing so, uh, moving from Alabama to Georgia, that every transition requires a resetting of the order. Mm. So what that means is whenever you transition, whenever even when people transition out of your life, when people die, when, when you leave a place, when you go to a new place, you have to establish new prayer protocols. You have to hear what the Lord is saying about what he wants from you that's different from what he wanted from you before. Wow. Because if you don't do that, what tends to happen is you find yourself trying to uh, initiate in a new space old protocol. Wow. For example, the children of Israel was led out of, led out of Egypt by a pillar of cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night, Right. Right. But when 40 years later, when they crossed the Jordan River, the pillar of, of cloud and the pillar of fire disappeared, manna stopped falling. Right. And right. so all of a sudden we have a new protocol in place. We cannot wait in one place and now we're looking for the cloud on the fire. We're looking for manna. It's not there. Wow. We're crossing Jordan. We're taking cities. We're planting vineyards. We, it's a new thing. So um, I'm, I'm really, really, and I'll be honest with you, for those of you who are watching, you say prayer is not your thing. Listen. I will study the Bible all day long, but prayer, you know, I have to work at it. Yeah. But, but the Lord has done for me 
is that he is, I, I've been praying this for years, pour out, pour out on me the spirit of intercession, the spirit of grace and intercession. Mm. And when you look at that, it's in the book of Isaiah, that the, uh, the, I'll pour out upon you the spirit of grace and intercession. And, and the scripture says that you'll look upon him um, that you've pierced and you'll grieve for him as for your grief for a firstborn son. That's a lot of prophetic lingo to say that when the spirit of grace and intercession come on you, you see things differently. Right. And the things that you thought were okay, you see they're not okay anymore. It's an opening of the eyes. Wow. So that's what, that's what we're doing now for this new season and this new level of assignment. It requires upgraded prayer, more presence of God, because we're dealing with demons. Wow. This is the first time in my ministry that I'm dealing with demons so prominently. It's like weekly I'm dealing with demons. Before, I was dealing with developing people and, and different things. Now it's a lot of deliverance. Gerard, there was, a, there was a time over the summer, five Sundays in a row when I got up to preach, something bizarre happened. It was so demonic. One time I got up and this uh, this, this uh, lady started crying out in the back and it was a devil. We had to go cast the devil out live on on um our stream the next week it was uh, i preached a message and and this lady went live on facebook and saying that i that my message was demonic and when she heard it she had to throw up she didn't even know that she was being purged right she wow. didn't even know that she didn't even know that a demon was com coming out of her the third week everything was fine i got up to preach and a big explosion all the power went out in in, in the entire complex wow so, so, so the Lord showed me, I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. And the Lord started showing me, you got to upgrade and increase and review your prayer protocol and put something in place where I can actually um, have a residue on you and, and literally um, do different things. Prayer is powerful. It's necessary. And it may be the missing ingredient in most people's lives. If you're struggling consistently with negative things or with curses or whatever, whatever you're dealing with. Wow. That's a lot. Wow. Yeah. 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 Wow. Oh my yeah, gosh. Right. <laughs> oh gosh. So yeah. So uh, yeah. All right. So as I'm thinking about what you just said, one of the first things that comes to mind is literally you said obviously you love studying the word, which that's super evident. Yeah. But praying and your prayer time moving to like an hour, an hour and a half, I immediately thought, like, that's a workout time. Like that's full. <laughs> full workout right mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah. how does a person grow their prayer life because i know in some spaces you'll hear it's not quantity it's quality which i believe to be true yeah. um but at the same time when when people hear times like an hour an hour and a half how does a person navigate their prayer life to to increase their endurance you know to longer periods of time of so 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 i'll say this you know i think the first thing like you said it's it is quality over quantity i prefer to pray five minutes in faith than an hour in unbelief that's the first facts, thing. facts. It, it has it just has more um matter of fact most of the miracles that jesus did he just his prayer was so brief it was the prayer of thanksgiving right um, and and he blessed it. He and he broke it. So the blessing was actually a prayer. Father, I thank you. So the long prayer is not necessary unless you have stuff you have to cover in prayer. And what happens is we're praying and asking God for increase, but you have to understand that increase requires maintenance. Yes. So if you ask God for more stuff and for more things to cover, more people to cover, more territory, so to speak, that that gives you more to steward. Mm -hmm. And and for me, it's not uh, uh, the first time I realized I was praying that long is I mark the clock when I when I get up 
mm-hmm. um, to see what time it is. And, and, and then I go into prayer and then I, 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 I measure the clock when I come out. So I'm not, while I'm in prayer, I don't, I'm, I lose track of time. Okay. But I'm covering areas. And there's a part of your prayer where some mornings the prayer is dry, it's, it's a struggle you're pushing through. And some mornings you're born on, on the wings of the spirit where the Holy Spirit literally um is is has you going from one thing to the next, or you're going to worship, or and you're covering areas, and the Holy Spirit is bringing things to mind, and you're prophesying, you're declaring, and you're in warfare, in prayer. And then other times you're just praying through your list of things you have to cover. So, so let me give you an example of some things I say because, and I'm, I want to document this for the people who watch. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. So, so for years, I, the Bible says that the seeing eye and the hearing ears of the Lord, mm-hmm. right? Uh, people that know me will always say I'm known for my wisdom because they read my my written stuff. Okay. Yeah. Let me tell you where that wisdom came from. So for over 25 years, I've been praying a singular prayer. Uh, when I read the scripture, the, the scripture the first time that says. The seeing eye and the hearing ear, they both come from the Lord. I start asking for seeing eye and a hearing ear. Mm. But in Solomon, in his dream, when God asked him what he wanted, he asked for a wise and understanding heart. So for over 25 years, Gerard, I've been praying for a seeing eye, a hearing ear, and a wise and understanding heart. Uh. And, And my prayer sounds like this. Open my eyes that I may see, okay? Give me prophetic insight into the realm of the spirit. Okay. Give give me permission to peer into new dimensions of spiritual truth. Give me perspective to see old things and familiar relationships in new ways. Grant me the privilege to behold wondrous things from your law or from your word, and give me to be practical in my application of spiritual truth. Mm. I will pray through those points on my eyes alone. Wow. Then I move to my ear. Okay. Uh, give me give me uh, hear, uh give me hear a hearing ear right mm-hmm. that I may know your voice. And I, and I thank you. I know your voice and a stranger I will not follow. Then I go from there. I said, give me to hear as to learn, that I may speak as to learn, that I may not speak a word in due season to him that is weary. Mm-hmm. I move from there to, Father, give me to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Yeah. Give it. Give me that when I hear, faith comes. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then I say, give me to be, to be quick to hear and slow to speak, that I may fulfill your righteousness, right? Mm-hmm. And slow to wrath. Then I move to the next one. Give me to not only be a hearer of your word, but a doer also, so I won't deceive myself. Mm-hmm. I'm praying through those. I'm not just quoting them. I'm praying into them, and, and the Spirit is giving me things, and I'm praying into this. So I'm praying for my own spiritual help because I, I'm covering people. I'm covering a whole wife. I'm yeah. covering uh, children and grandchildren, spiritual sons, spiritual daughter. I'm covering ministries, pastors mm-hmm. and leaders and people I love, and I'm, I'm praying for enemies as well. Yeah. Okay? Wow. So. I move from there and I I pray for my heart. Give me a wise and understanding heart that I may discern knowledge. Teach me how to come in and how to go out from before your people. Teach me to discern right from wrong so I don't lead people astray. Then I go into praying for wisdom. Is this a lot? No, this is, I mean, this is fantastic. This is great. So so this, I'm just documenting this for the people who will see this. And I say, say, I'm praying for wisdom. There are three different types of wisdom. So I say, Father, uh, I pray for buying wisdom. It's B-Y-N-E. Give me buying wisdom so I can discern the differences between what's good and what's evil, what's right, what's wrong, what's up, what's down, what's in and what's out. Give me buying wisdom. Then I pray for Sakal wisdom, S-A-K-A-L. Sakal wisdom is the ability to think things through deeply and consider them so I could come to a rational and right decision. So I pray for my heart to have Sakal wisdom. Then I move from there and I say, God, give me Hakma, H-O-K-M-A-H, Hakma wisdom. It has different parts. It's skill in warfare, skill in spiritual warfare. It is strategy and administration. 
okay? It is shrewdness in business and it's sobriety in spiritual things. So this is the kind, I'm praying for this wisdom. Lord, give, give me, uh, the first one is buying wisdom. Give me buying wisdom. That is known the difference in things. Um, Sakal wisdom, being able to think things through and, and think things through clearly where I can see what they are and come to the right decision. And then the Hakma wisdom, which is the main wisdom of the, of the Hebrews, the Jews, um, that's their main wisdom, is to build a skill in war so I can know how to fight, teach my hands to, to fight and my fingers to war, okay? Um, so skill and warfare, shrewdness, and, I mean, I'm sorry, um, strategy and administration. So um, all my administrators around me are very strategic in how we go about what we do. And then we pray also for shrewdness in business where I could, I could I not negotiate, how to hold the line, how to make my offer. The house I live in right now, when we bid on this house, Gerard, um, there's a couple that bid $130,000 more than we bid, but we got the deal. Wow. That was straight Hakma wisdom because we were able to align with a company, our realtor. The first thing we told our realtor is you have to do exactly what we says because a testimony comes out of every deal we make. Mm -hmm. And so she was okay. And she followed and, and God did this. God showed her how it works. And a couple bid $130,000 more. We got it because of Hakma wisdom. It's shrewdness in business. And then the fourth one is a sobriety or seriousness in spiritual things where we don't play with the things of the spirit, where, where we don't we don't take things lightly. You know, you think because um you can you have grace, you can do this and get away with it. That that is a, an immature mindset. Mm -hmm. uh, not, not, I, I, don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect. In no way we're still maturing and going through our sanctification process. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say this to you. We take spiritual seriously. Listen, maturity takes time and we're living in our maturity. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's a lot. And this is kind of preachy, Gerard, for, for what we normally do. <laughs> <laughs> right, I was like, well, we're, we're here, so. <laughs> More of our heart-to-heart -heart conversation is on the way. Stay tuned. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his book, Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid, and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey today. Available now on Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Why, yeah! Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you can hear from the heart of God by way of the man of God, Pastor Hart Ramsey. To receive this daily encouragement, text the word UPLIFT to the number 334-310-4278. Again, text the word UPLIFT to the number 334-310-4278. Uplift your spirit. Encourage your heart and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift.
Do you love this podcast? There are several ways you can show it. You can share your love for this podcast on the socials and use the hashtag OnCourseHeartRamsey or HeartToHeart. That's H-A-R-T, the number two, H-E-A-R-T. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and now you can find us on Spotify. So if you rock with Spotify, it's an easy way to access us. Search for On Course with Heart Ramsey and subscribe. Thank you so much for your continued support and keep listening to On Course with Heart Ramsey. Stay connected with Pastor Heart Ramsey on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Heart Ramsey. Let's go back into today's heart-to-heart conversation featuring Pastor Hart Ramsey. Which is, it's it's all good. It's it's so intriguing. And again, that whole idea of a workout, I, I mean, like, as you're saying this, it almost reminds me of a workout plan. Exactly. Right? Like, you literally, like, you know, there are those who go into the gym, and if you have a trainer, you know, okay, these are the things that I'm going to work on today. Yeah. These are the things. I'm, and I don't know that we've often thought of prayer that way. Right. It's very right. strategic and practical. I know usually it's just kind of like, pray, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and just, you know, throw it against the wall and whatever sticks. And I don't want to, you know, make it sound crazy. But I mean, it's, it's, it's not nearly as uh, regimented and uh, intentional and strategic as what you've just stated, which I'm sure a lot of people will literally go, whoa. Yeah. 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 You, you know, for me, and you have to understand, I think what we miss about prayer is that the whole idea of prayer was for us to have a connection with our Heavenly Father. It's like right. prayer is not a thing that, it's not a we thing, it's a me thing. And I have to have, there is corporate prayer. Yeah, and I, and we have to have prayer training and understanding of prayer, but for me with God, based on how He designed me mm-hmm. to live and to minister to the body of Christ, what I had to have, Gerard, was this um, idea of what makes me tick, okay, what makes me functional, what makes me effective, and these things that I pray, these are these are I'm praying, I'm downloading every day of the necessary weapons and necessary insight I need. And and then that and we don't even get into like for example a part of my praying um, is is asking for certain uh, gifts that I, like you know how you you play a video game and you need certain weapons to go to certain parts of the, sure. so so in this arena I'm asking for for greater prophetic insight asking the Lord to station angels around so these are things that we can pray but we don't talk about them because it, uh, in Christianity we become so culture driven mm. and so um hungry for relevance and for popularity and and for content Mm. that we miss that what makes us who we are is that the Lord goes with us. Moses Moses said to the Lord, if you're not going to go with us, don't send us up from this place. And he asked God God this question, how would people know that we belong to you if you don't go with us? Right. So this issue, Jonathan, uh, I'm sorry, Jason Nelson did a song called Residue. Yes. And in this song Residue, um, it's a mess. It's a prophetic message for the believer. Residue. Um, in there's no way if you if you go if you live in sin as a believer, you take the residue of your sin with you. Mm. 
If you live, if, if you spend time in prayer, you take the residue of your prayer with you. Sure. And so it, and, and with that knowledge, that understanding, it makes you where you're very careful. Yes. You're super, super careful about, about the spaces you occupy and the things you allow because you realize I can't just be a part of this moment and leave it. No, this moment, I'll take residue with me. Wow. So yeah, wow. so my, my prayer life is all about, and you know, and to be honest, and for those, for the people that struggle with prayer, listen, when I tell you that, that uh, it used to be getting up in the morning to, as Gerard said, to this workout, Oh God, it used to be, but when the spirit asks the Lord to, to pour, pour out on you, the spirit of grace and intercession, mm. it's in the book of Isaiah, look, search it. And this is a real thing that where God literally helps you get up to pray. He, I mean, you get excited. All of a sudden you look forward to the result. You look forward to the interaction with God. You, you look forward to, matter of fact, um, um, last, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before, mm -hmm. um, I was in church preaching and I was, I got weary. I got tired. And I was like, why am I so, because I was up so early praying. So the Lord had to teach me balance. So on mm. Sunday mornings, I, I want to get up to pray, but I can't go an hour and a half. Wow. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that. And I keep going back to work out. So that, don't mind yeah, me. Yeah, I hope no, I'm you, not being the, the not a spiritual. The perfect analogy is the perfect analogy. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, you know, the thing about workout is, you know, if you work out, seven days a week without balance and without a space of rest, you know, your your muscles will not develop as they should because the rest piece is just as important as the working out. So I think it's important that you said that because a lot of us, I know the way I'm built is, okay, if I do it, I want to be consistent with it. I don't want to miss a day like that type of thing because I'll feel bad if I do. Yeah. But at the same time, knowing how that balances your schedule, you know, so for yeah. you knowing, okay, I can't go an hour and a half at three forty-seven on a Sunday because when I get up at 1130 or 12 o'clock, I'm toast. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's knowing that and, and understanding that you're not less of a Christian. If you right. have to balance your spiritual workout. Right. Um, let me ask this because I think this is equally important too. For a lot of people, prayer is um, prayer is brought on when something bad happens, right? It's usually something of significance that drives us to pray longer or to pray, period. Mm. How can we get people who are not in the middle of something right now to say, yeah, it's it's enticing to increase my prayer life? What, what would they need to do? So, so, you know, to be honest with you, because of human nature, it's almost impossible mm. because because you know what happens is is when we're in comfort or when we're in, in a season of prosperity, the need for God seems to be lessened. This is an interesting thing. You can enter into a season because of your prayer, mm -hmm. and when you get into the season, the thing that got you there, you leave it. Wow! And so what God would allow, would schedule is He would allow you to see because the enemy see the enemy is not afraid of Bible study. Mm. Because there's a lot of people who who are they become knowledgeable knowledgeable philosophers. They know that they don't do any of it. They just know it. Mm. What God is looking for is enlightened practitioners, people who who are enlightened, the light that come on for them, and they practice what they know. Mm -hmm. And so, um, normally God will use these seasons of attack, seasons of suffering, seasons of of slander, seasons where people where the enemy has been given almost free 
rain to come at you and it drives you into a season of prayer. Matter of fact, here's what I'm, I'm gonna give you a biblical reference for this. The Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The, the righteous run in and are safe. So there are two types of refuge, so to speak, or hiding places that the Bible talks about God to us. Number one is a refuge. Number two is a fortress. Okay. They're not the same. Okay. Imagine you're walking down the street, right? You're walking outside the mall and, and it starts to rain really hard. Let's say you want one of the outdoor malls, okay? Mall yeah. street. It starts to rain really hard. Well, the first thing you're going to do, if you have no umbrella, you're going to run into the building. Right. That's refuge. Right. The okay. storm is not dangerous. It's just inconvenient. Mm -hmm. okay. That's when the Lord becomes. So sometimes God uses inconvenience and I run into the Lord. But then there's a different escalated um, situation where this is, I'm not just running from the rain. I'm running from arrows. I'm running from, from, from bombs from where the enemy is shooting at me. He's trying to take my life. Now I don't just run into a, um, a, a safe place or a, a place to, of shelter, mm -hmm. right? I don't need a safety. I need shelter. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Let me get it. Let me get it right. The first one is shelter. The second one is safety. Got it. I run in, I get shelter from the rain, but now I need safety. The mm -hmm. Lord says the fortress is the high tower. I don't just run in, but I run up. I, mm -hmm. I run into the Lord and I, I climb up and I get up into this inaccessible place where the enemy could do everything he wants down there. But God brings me to the high ground where the enemy can't get to me, but I have the advantage over him because I'm approaching the whole thing, Gerard, from the top down. Wow. So, so does that make sense? And so yeah. the, a, a lot of believers because it's human nature to become comfortable when things are good, mm -hmm. God will allow seasons of scheduled suffering to come, of deficit, of, of loss, of lack, to force us to pray. And what's dangerous is when we have when we build up a tolerance mm. for, for for negative situations where we don't we don't even pray because we are so callous to prayer that it could be horrible people things could be dying around us we could be suffering loss and losing and we don't even pray because we we, we built this tolerance for pain mm. so sometimes it will go deeper than your mind could fathom you like how could they do that to me lord why you let them say that about me why you let them do that to me right. and what it does is uh, the lord will allow it and it will push you into prayer so mm -hmm. so let me share this one thing because I, I came in my heart and i want to say this for the people who again who are watching who so mm -hmm. pastor what about if you're if you're disappointed in the lord there have mm -hmm. been times there have been mornings since i started this prayer regiment um this year where um the lord awakened me to pray and i just laid there mm -hmm. and my conversation with the lord was i'm tired it doesn't seem like this is doing any good i'm praying and i don't see you moving and i'm just going i'm not praying today wow i've done that and yeah. the grace of God, you say, well, what did God do? He, we can, what can he do? I mean, if I don't get to pray, it's my loss. Wow. And I'm still, see what I'm saying? It's my loss. And, and the Lord's like, I love you. Okay. And the Lord will wake me out. And then invariably, though, I, he, will, he will walk on my heart and, I, and I'll come. And I remember one time I came to my place of prayer and I just sat there and I told the Lord, I have nothing to say. Mm. I said, I asked you to do this for me. And it was pressing. It was a big deal. And, um, and it was the most excruciating situation. And I just sat there. Wow. And and I just waited. And I told Lord, I'm not going to force this. I'm not going to pretend. And I just started after a while, maybe about 15 minutes of being there, just kind of talking through, not even praying, just talking. Then I feel the grace to come on me to pray. And then from before long, I'm swept into my prayer. And then an hour later, I'm coming out refreshed and excited and rejuvenated. That's what it's supposed to do.
I love that you said that because I think sometimes what happens is people think that, oh, wow, I'm, I'm just graced and I come in and I'm happy to pray. And But I, I love that idea of being honest with God to say, I'm not feeling it today. Yeah. <laughs> like, Especially if your heart, you know, we may, look, look at what the things have been happening. Right. You know, and and, and um, the enemy has escalated his attack. And sometimes we want to tell people, well, it's just something you have to do. No, this is a real relationship. Mm -hmm. And my heart was broken. I was, I remember one time I was, I was time I talked about it, I was so disappointed yeah. and, and we get we get to say to God I'm so disappointed or I'm discouraged or I'm afraid or mm. you know or it, or it didn't you didn't come to me what happened you know you get to ask questions yeah yeah oh that's that is good and I'm sure a lot of people are appreciating that piece right there because I think there are still a lot of people who are dealing with disappointments with God you know, whether it is, again, we pr I prayed for this and it did not happen yeah. or, you know, I lost a loved one or I lost a job or what have you. Yeah. And it's like, how do you then formulate your mind and your heart to be able to pray through yeah. things like that? And I love that you said sometimes I'm just like, look, I'm disappointed. And I sat there. Yeah, yeah. So, and did you say, but Gerard, I'm going to say something with you. You know what? One thing that shifted in my mind about prayer. Mm. I used to think prayer, and even when I wrote the book, prayer in my mind was about the answer. Mm. What shifted in this season is that prayer is about his presence. Wow. Wow. So 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 prayer is about is about even if I don't get the answer, I have him. And so this is for example, uh, we had an exterminator come to the house to do some work. Mm -hmm. And I was in my time of prayer. Yeah. He came, it's, he literally came at like eight in the morning. So wow. I was praying that, that morning. My prayer time was from 630 and I was ending at eight, but I wasn't finished praying through. I was praying through when he came. My wife answered the door. He started working on that end of the house. I came back into my prayer to finish. So I got finished praying, went in there. He was talking with my wife, you know, a conversation ensued and found out he was a Christian. He was a minister. And then he said to me, when I walked in this house, he said, man, I felt the presence of God. Wow. And I said, I was over here praying. Wow. And he sets these, and he gives me, I can't go into detail about it. I mentioned it in, in one of the messages at church, but he begins to speak to me about something I just prayed about. I needed confirmation for it. And he didn't, he didn't know me from Adam. This first time he starts talking to me about a situation in his life. He said, I just feel like I have to tell you this testimony. He starts to testify about something. He went, I had just prayed about a similar situation and God was confirming to me. That's the right thing to pray. And this is the way I'm going to work it out. Wow. So prayer is not just always about I get what I want. Sometimes is that is that, that, that he said when I walked in this house I felt the presence of God. And, and wow. imagine this: imagine you could walk into a situation and people just sense the presence of God on you. You can be applying for a job and people you may not be the best qualified candidate, but people sense the presence of God on you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You may need the loan. Yeah. And and the guy's like, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I sense the presence of God on you. It's mm -hmm. always prayer is about the residue. It's about it's about being with God. When Moses left the presence of God, the Bible says the glory was on his face shining. Yeah. And yeah. I think that residue, that that um that glory that stays on us after we pray is why we pray. And sometimes God doesn't change the situation. Sometimes God changes us yeah. in prayer. Well, this was unexpected, folks, <laughs> but, but I think it was necessary, you know, yeah. like 
we never know, you know, full disclosure, how things are going to go around here, but <laughs> it always ends up going the way that it is supposed to. And yes. uh, I am excited and I'm glad we're back. And I hope you guys are glad we're back as well. So uh, make sure you're sharing this with some friends and loved ones and uh, tell us what you uh, have enjoyed about what you heard on this particular podcast. I know you can put things in the chat, but like you can hit us up on the socials or if you're listening to this later, uh, hit us up on the socials at uh, Heart Ramsey or at on or excuse me, hashtag on course or hashtag heart to heart of course at heart ramsey on all the social spaces and uh join us next time as we go on course with heart ramsey 